pastor had informed me that he's going away. He didn't know if Tracy was going to be here to speak. Um, but he gave me the opportunity to, to share again. And a word has been stirred up in my spirit lately. And it's, it's a word you don't hear much of anymore. Um, you read all about it in the Bible. But living in the world, you just don't hear much about it. And that word is honor. Honor. Just as the Spirit was moving this in me, there's a movie that, that's actually called Men of Honor that came on. It was as if the Holy Ghost was saying, here, watch the, you know, just kind of egg me on, saying that you're on the right track. Um, most of the movie had, didn't, didn't say much to me, but there was an heir. In, well, Cuba Gooding Jr. is the, the, one of the lead in this movie, and he's a, um, a Navy diver, and he wants to become Master Chief. Well, this was taking place in an era where there was a lot of segregation, and they weren't allowing blacks in the, into the, to be divers. They would allow them into the military, but an African-American could not serve as a diver. Well, he broke the mold, and because he was just the best. I mean, he was the best swimmer. I mean, he outswam the, the fastest swimmer in all, the, in all their ranks, and uh, he got the attention of, of some of his, actually, adversaries at the time, and uh, one was the current master chief. And he was put through the ringer. But he persevered. And he knew. Because he promised his daddy, I will not let you down. And he honored his dad. And he went through hell and high water. Quite literally. To get to a place where he earned the right to become a Navy diver. That wasn't enough for him. He wanted to be master chief. As he progressed, he just he broke all the stereotypes. He did everything that he could do. And just before he was eligible to make Master Chief, he got injured severely. He was supposed to, he was there, they said goodbye, thank you for your tenure. You're you're done. You're retiring. No, he wasn't going to retire. He was going to make Master Chief. He had to get a prosthetic, he had to request his leg to be cut off so that he can get a prosthetic so that he could continue to dive. He read an article where a pilot had done that or lost his leg and was able to continue to serve. So he requested that and he got it done and he was able to serve. And ultimately he made Master Chief. It's an amazing story, but I just watched what it took for this man to accomplish all that he accomplished. And it's no coincidence that the name of the movie was Men of Honor. All throughout, he earned, he went from being looked at as petty, actually petty officer, I think is the exact term that you, you come in as, to becoming master. But it was earned through perseverance, stick-to-itiveness, and a die-hard spirit. But also, he honored someone, his dad. He, he gave his word. And his word was his bond. He, 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 gave, he gave way to, to honor I started to think about it. I said, Lord, well, I mean, I kind of get the precept, but what is honor? I mean, truly, what, what is honor? There's uh, quite a few definitions, but they surround the same thing. Honesty and fairness, integrity in one's beliefs and actions. A source of credit or distinction. High respect as for worth, merit, or rank to be held in honor. High public esteem to show a courteous regard for, to show respect to, a good name and reputation, a mark, a token, 
a code of integrity, dignity, and pride. As you take all these together, you know, I, I, I say, Lord, you asked us to honor you and to do what brings honor to your name. And it took me back through my dad and my, my relationship with my own father. My dad was nothing short of honorable. Certain things he may not have been. I, I don't think he finished 99% of the projects he started. <laughs> I got that gene. Um, he was... He, <laughs> he'd get an amen from you. <laughs> but you might as well have. Um, but he's an honorable man. And I found myself as a kid growing up wanting to impress my dad. I wanted to get an attaboy from my dad because I respected my dad. I honored. I revered my dad. I, I feared my dad. There was, there was a, lot of, a lot that went in, but it can all be encapsulated in honor. This is a notion that we've lost as a generation. Our young people don't understand what it means to honor. Most of our adults, even in my generation have lost what it means to honor. And you're seeing it almost glamorized in today's society. It's no wonder to me that we would have fallen away as we've fallen away from every other precept that God's Word has said. And it's almost to be expected because God's Word will manifest itself as true. But we are called to not be of the world. Right? We're, we're living in the world, but we're not to be of the world. Well, that's why I wanted to bring this to you tonight because I just feel like we need a, a, we need a revelation tonight of what it means to, to honor someone, to what it means to honor our Lord, our loved ones, our spouses, our bosses, authorities. There's so many areas in which we need to learn what it means to honor. So I wanted to ask, have you ever really considered what honor looks like in your own personal sphere of influence? Each of you, you know, the, the, the precept of honor is going to look different in all of our lives because we all have different people to honor. The Bible doesn't say we honor everybody. It says we honor authority. We honor our brothers and sisters in Christ. We honor our parents. We honor God. We honor whom honor is due. And you have your workplaces. You have families, spouses, children, relationships, friendships, and, and the gamut is wide and broad. I'm not going to take a poll of each individual in this room to determine what honor looks like for you specifically. I pray right now that the Holy Spirit is going to enlighten in your heart what you can do. I do have an assignment at the end of this lesson tonight. And I want you to, to take it seriously. If you have honor, if you're receiving honor right now from someone, it means that you're a person with a good reputation, you possess personal integrity. You're upstanding. You show respect for others. You're courteous. You're fair. You're honest. And you live by what you believe, and you've earned that honor. Just recently, um, actually today, I was... Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is... God gives you examples. When you're, working, when you're working on a sermon, I've challenged you. Every time I preach, I tell you, go home and write a sermon. He, God will show you some... Amazing things as you're preparing a sermon. Today, I went out to Daniel Island where I used to work. I was a server out there. I worked at a restaurant. 
and was there when they opened the restaurant. I was the bottom of the totem pole, and I worked there long enough to work my way somewhat to the top of the lower management tiers. And I became familiar with a lot of the members. I mean, I'm talking the, the really high flute. And I mean, these are the ones that make our local government tick and local businesses tick. And I mean, there's some pretty important people there. Not that we're no more, but the country club lifestyle is something I just never grew up in. Well, I had the opportunity to work there for a long time. And uh, today, as I was working with one of those relationships that I established back then, now, mind you, I'm in the construction business. I work with Jeremy over here. We are under a house today. We're getting dirty and filthy and just, I've got pants with caulk and paint and other stuff. I probably don't even want to know what it is. And uh, I've got a t-shirt that I wore today because I knew I was going to be doing this dirty work and I forgot my nice shirt that I was supposed to take this morning. And I go to this interview with this couple who are buying a home and um, We've got a rapport established, and we're going through all the final details on getting this big project underway. And uh, so the gentleman who referred me said, hey, look, why don't I take us all out to lunch? I said, oh, all right, I won't argue with that. So he opens the doors, to the passenger door and the rear door to his car, and there's the choice there, you know. And I'm the, I'm the construction guy. I'm going gonna, I'm dir- I'm, I'm gonna to sit in the back. I'm, I'm the lowly one here. There's the, the rich guy who's buying the big million dollar house and then there's the realtor who's selling it to him and then there's me and so I go to get in the back and the guy who owns who's buying the house says no 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 no, you sit in the front oh I couldn't you sit in the front oh no you okay I won't argue with you I just got in the front so we ride up pull up in front of the club and here's buyer sitting behind me he gets out and the club members are all seeing you know who's pulled up and I get out looking like I'm coming to change a toilet and I walk in, and I've got a bright blue shirt on and these holy jeans, and this is a country club. There's a dress code, but I'm with, I'm trying not to mention names, but an important uh, realtor there. So we walk in, and everybody looks to see who's this guy with the blue shirt on. Well, then they realize, it's Noah. And they all know me because I worked there for five years. Oh, my gosh, what are you doing here? You know, are you joining the club? Yeah, right. So we go to the dining room to sit down. The GM comes by. And he sees me sitting there and says, hey, Noah, what are you doing here? You know, it was just, I felt, I had people, the, the, the locker room attendant came by. He saw me. Oh, wow, how's it going, you know? Um, the maintenance guy walked through the bar. He saw me. Oh, hey, what's going on? What, you know, they all want to talk to me. And meanwhile, I'm starting to get the attention of the other diners. They're looking and some folks that I don't know. And now Matt Sloan, I could mention these now, he's he's pretty well run, heads all the development of Daniel Island, so he's pretty big wig. Bill McKenzie is another one that heads up that as well. And they come and say, hey, how's it going, Noah? And meanwhile, I'm just sitting with this new client of this realtor's, and he's looking at me like, who don't you know here? <laughs> I mean, this is ridiculous. But I, was, I, 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 was, I had mixed emotions. I was totally embarrassed and wanted to crawl into a hole because of my appearance, and I, didn't, I felt like, you know, I finally am coming back into this country club on the other end. I'm sitting there at the top. They're waiting on me. And um, so I felt a sense of embarrassment because of how I looked. But there was a sense of, of self-worth, if for lack of a better word, because I was being honored. And it felt really good. But I, I share that because, you know, oftentimes we, we equate who the, who's worthy of honor by their social status or perhaps even the amount of um, money they have or the influence Well, just as we honored Laura on her exit, 
and, and we gave credit where credit is due. There's something to be said about honoring someone whom, in whom credit is due. And I just want to dwell here for a minute because we should have a, a, an internal attitude of respect towards those who are in authority over us. It should just be inherent because we are children of God. We are born again. And if Christ lives in us, then that principle is alive within us. But if we do not act upon that with our lip service, if we don't, if we don't say it, if we don't do anything about it, we just... Isaiah says it best. So let me, let me just read this. We don't have... Greg, can you... Can, no, I'm not even going to bother you with pulling up scriptures. I'll go ahead and just... Um, read it here. But uh, in Isaiah 29, 13, the Lord says, These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules that they have been taught. We can come to church on a regular basis and get these teachings, but unless it's born in our spirit, in our heart, there has to become at some point an inherent reality in our spirit that honor is, is due. When you look at your teachers, young people, when you look at your parents, some of you are working now, when you look at your coworkers, when you look at your employers, when you look at those in whom you are filling out applications to go to school, honor is due. But what I'm finding is in a lot of, and I'm not going to pick on you guys, you guys specifically, but as a group, our young people today lack honor. And so when we go into these situations where, we're, where honor is demanded, we're not, we're not earning the right to get into these circles. And it's, it's scary because when I think about the, the teachings that are taking place and you watch the television, honor is almost... They, we slander authority. We make authority look, um, look lowly and, and not worthy of honor. And I think that as we, as we grow up, we're going to experience a lot of hardships because of lack of honor, and we're not going to be, be honored. So we've got to understand that we're sowing, what, what we sow, we are also going to reap. We need to get that in our spirit. But as for the adults, the same applies, because we have co-workers, we have the water cooler. This is our, this is, in our day and age, there's the water cooler. And I'm sorry I'm sweating profusely, but it is hot in here. Um, we stand around the water cooler and we talk about our bosses. We talk about our coworkers. We talk about our pastors. We talk about our family members. This is a great opportunity to exercise your faith and to be a light because we cannot afford to dishonor those who are over us and those, and those who are in authority. Our president, we may not agree with what is going on, but we need to learn to submit ourselves, to humble ourselves and to honor our authority. We don't always have to agree with our authority, but we need to honor our authority and pray for our authority and lift them up. It's not, it's not Christian to dishonor our authority. God created those spheres of authority in, in our human government, the church, and at home. And these spheres are to receive honor. I said the granting of honor to others is essential for a believer's life. It's not, it's, 
there are certain things we can't compromise on. And giving honor where honor is due is one of those things that if we do not follow up with in our daily walk and make it a point to get on the phone and call those that we love, to send emails. That My wife has a, a, a message ministry. She loves to send messages to people that she honors. Uh, one was we, we were going to send a, uh, a note to our postal person. And we, I mean, that's, that's one, one of those jobs that you just don't always get a lot of credit for. And, you know, they go out in the sleets. No, I mean, I think even their motto is that they're going to get it to you. Sleet, snow, and rain, we're going to get it to you on time. But she made it a point to, to honor that postal worker. Now, we didn't receive a response from that specific postal worker, but I know that it brightened up their day. But I know more so that it blessed my wife even more than it blessed them. Um, a couple of the things that I wanted to point out as we consider showing honor is that first we need to determine who in our lives hold that place of honor. Part of the assignment that I have for you tonight is I want you to go home and I want you to pray about this first, but I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you who in your life is, is authority? Who is that that is worthy of honor in your life? And make a list. Write it down specifically. Who is it in your life that requires honor? This is a message that I was going to teach you guys if Pastor was going to be here today. But I want you to make it a point to go home and write a list of those in your life who are worthy of honor. And I want you to make a point to honor them in some way, shape, or form. If it means writing them a letter, sending them an email, giving them a verbal thank you, give them a phone call, I want you to honor them. What spawned this for me is on Tuesday night, we were sitting with Pastor. He had some of the leadership together. And as he was sharing with us, he started to go down the road of honor and what it looked like. And he brought up a small point, and that was, you know, we taught our kids to say, Miss so-and-so, Mr. so-and-so, Pastor Tracy, Pastor Kevin. And it didn't, it never really sunk in. I've always called pastor, pastor, just because it's kind of normal for me. That's what I've always done. I never knew it any other way. But as I considered the simplicity of that, I considered the ramifications of if we didn't. And while it wouldn't on an earthly term, I mean, you can call Pastor Kevin and he wouldn't bat an eye. I mean, he is Kevin. I mean, his mommy raised him as Kevin. I'm sure she called him some other things. <laughs> but he is worthy of honor. I started to consider who is this man that I'm to call pastor. And I start to evaluate who he is as a man and why he's worthy of being pastor. I don't think I've ever called you Nita. Talking to my mom in the back row. I've never called you Nita. You've never been Nita to me. Your mom. Why is it that we do that? That's inherent honor that is developed there. If my child ever called me Noah, 
I don't know that I'd respond. And if I did, it wouldn't be very good for her. But there, there are people in our lives who have earned a status. And if I can say so, our pastor, I know, has earned that. It took me back to high school, and I started to think about teachers. And now I grew up a hellion. I was pretty bad. I mean, I did, I did a lot of bad stuff. I was good, and, you know, I had a good heart, and I wasn't, I was always a likable, lovable kind of guy, but I was, I did a lot of bad stuff that I just got away with. But I look at my teachers and those who ushered me through life, and to get me to a place that I can stand here today before you all and share. And there's so many opportunities that I missed to honor. And I don't want that to be the case in my life anymore. In fact, I sense in my spirit that even as I honor those around me and those earthly authorities in my life, that the Father, His countenance, our Lord God, His countenance is lifted because of the very steps that I take because it's, a, it's almost it's an outward expression of an inward happening. And He wants our hearts to be pure. He wants our motives to be pure. And He wants us to act on those things. I consider some of the people that I work for, I have many, many bosses. A lot of people come up to me and say, oh, it must be great to work for yourself. Oh, I do not. Matt's over there saying, yeah, right. I, every, every client that I get is a new boss. And I can tell you this, that the principle of honor has carried me through my career. If nothing more, honor. So I want to challenge again tonight that as you go home, Plan on deliberately honoring someone specific and take the time to write a card, make a call, and even do this. This is, this is the challenge that I really wanted to put on you. Pull together finances within the office, perhaps. Get other people involved. Maybe family members. Maybe you want to honor a grandmother, a grandfather, a, a mom or a dad, and get other family members involved for no specific reason other than just to honor this person. I want to stoke the flame of honor amongst your generations, but also in your workplaces, and find those coworkers that would typically stand around the water cooler, slamming or ramming the boss, and say, hey, I wanted to put together a thank you fund for our boss. For what? I would like to honor them. Pray about this. Teachers, ask your classmates. Say, hey, listen, I wanted to put together a little something, something. Maybe have a, pass a card around and just have people write in it. Read the card before you give it to them because kids have a tendency to write some stuff that you might not want to pass that along. But I do want to challenge you to, to actively exercise this in your personal life. I always ask the question, how can I make this active in my life? What can I personally do to live out a precept of Jesus Christ, to live out the teachings of God in my own personal life? This is a very simple and practical way. Now, we've done that as a church body within the church, and I'm not asking you to do that in this church for pastor. If you're moved to do that, that's up to you, but I'm challenging you to go into your workplaces, into the secular society where you have a chance to witness the gospel of Jesus Christ in this simple manner. And it's, this is not just a godly principle. In fact, our nation was founded upon these principles. Honor is something our nation would not have become what we are today or what we were six years ago, without honor.
as these basic foundational principles of the Word of God are being taken out from underneath us is where now we're seeing the repercussions of that and we're, we're, we're slowly but surely failing as a nation unless we get back and in, get involved and get engaged in developing and building up our local government by participating like pastor is right now and honoring and, and honoring the principles of God, honoring the Word of God. It's the Word of God that got us to where we are. And it's the removal of the Word of God that's going to take us down. So this simple principle that you can take back to your families, I want you to implement that today. I really do. I'm going to read some scripture to you that I want you to get in your spirit regarding honor. If you ever ask yourself, why should I honor God? I don't know that I, I need to honor God or need to honor. Well, 1 Corinthians 6.20 reminds us that we were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. 1 Peter 2.17 Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God and honor the emperor. These are not American precepts, ladies and gentlemen. These are God eternal precepts. Proverbs 15.33 Wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord, and humility comes before honor. You will not be able to truly honor someone until you've humbled yourself. You need to enter into a broken and contrite heart before you can truly honor someone else. Proverbs 3.35, I love this. He says, The wise inherit honor, but fools get only shame. Do you understand what, what it means to inherit something, right? You didn't earn it. You didn't, you didn't go out and work for it yourself, but it was passed down to you. And the wise inherit honor. John 5.23 says, That all may honor the Son just as they, as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. I would think that within our circles as Christians, Christ followers, that we get that precept pretty clearly. But even just yesterday, I was reading a Facebook status or, uh, you know, when you can check on somebody's information, it'll tell you their, their spirituality or their religion, their religious beliefs on their profile. Well, on this one, this is a friend who... Uh, well, uh, an acquaintance, I guess, who friended me and asked for a, a conf- confirmation. So I looked through his information, and he said, spiritual, not religious. So, all right, cool. I mean, I think I feel that way too. I don't view myself as religious. I consider myself spiritual. And then I read, read his famous, his, his favorite quotations, and it was awful. I couldn't even read it to you right now. And I just thought, Wow. That's a slap in the face. Now, he didn't claim to know Jesus. He didn't claim to be a, a, follower, a follower of our Lord, but to even consider yourself spiritual. It just it felt like a slap in the spirit. It got me thinking about those who say, you know, I believe in God. I, oh, I, I honor God. I think He's great. He's everything. 
but I just, I don't believe in Jesus. I believe he might be a prophet or someone maybe notable in the scriptures or what have you, but I just don't revere him as Lord. Well, if you don't honor Jesus as Lord, then you, you don't honor God. I don't care what you say. Isaiah twenty nine thirteen. the Lord says, I read that to you, that the people come near me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is merely based on human rules that they have been taught. We need to learn what it means to do things in Christ. We cannot be bench warmer Christians any, any longer. We've, got, we've been doing this for generations and generations. It's time right now that we get out and live out these precepts. And you don't have to go and be a nation shaker and just rattle the trees of every person you come around. But you do need to take these practical steps. And that's what I wanted to offer you tonight is a practical step that you can take to show the light of Christ in your sphere of influence. Will you do that with me? Will you do that with me? Amen? It's not me asking you to do it, by the way. Romans 12.10 Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. When was the last time you saw that? We really need to start to rekindle these precepts in our lives. When was the last time we looked at someone else and wanted them to be elevated above us? So often we are trying to push the next person down so we can climb the proverbial ladder. And it's, it's just not, it's not working out. 1 Timothy 6, all who are under the yoke of slavery should consider their masters worthy of full respect. What? Yeah. So that God's name and our teaching may not be slandered. Today, that's your boss. Think about it. Especially you, Jeremy. (laughs) Isn't it interesting? The only commandment with a promise. Do you know which that is? Honor your father and mother. Wow. Wow. The only, of all, of all of them, that's the only one that has this promise attached to it. Young people. Stephen got busted. Luke 14, 7 and 8. And we're going to end with this. When he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor, for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. Arrogance is a huge competitor with humility. And it takes sheer humility in order to honor another person. The example that I got today, when those doors were open and I was stood at the crossroads, I, I mean, maybe it's just because I'm in the midst of this preparation in my spirit and the scripture was right on the top of my heart. When those two doors were open and I had the opportunity to sit in the front seat or the back seat, I considered the company. And that's not to say that, that God views any of us any different, but there was a, I, had a, I had a responsibility at that moment. And as it turns out, I could have gone right to the front and sat down and not have rippled any, anything. But I had an opportunity to show honor. And I just, this, was, this was so in the forefront of my mind. And I was almost showing off for God, so I repent for that. But I, I really had that opportunity. And I thought, wow, how great is this? And we almost got into an argument about, no, you're going to sit in the front. 
you know, I'm not sitting up there. You know, I'm not worthy. You know, I didn't get into all that. But the truth is that we ha- there was an opportunity. And it's so small. But, and this is not a, a marketing ploy, but I just noticed this. This is an observation. But as, I'm, as I honor God in these types of ways in dealing with a client, I, I find that rapport is established and a trust is built. Even if he's not a Christian, which I don't know if this man is yet or not. But that he, he acknowledged it. There's, there's some seed that's planted when people see that. And I owe all of the successes in my life to the precepts taught in the Word of God. First. Secondly, is to come to a house of God that implements those precepts. Second. And thirdly, that they invited me in to implement those precepts in a personal way. And that's what Legacy Church is all about. It's taking a broken vessel, restoring it to usefulness, and then having it used. So many of us get to the place of being made maybe whole again, and a worthy vessel, able to be used, just not willing. Or just hasn't been maybe coerced in the direction to be used. I almost want to take a poll next week for how many of you went out and and did this exercise. I truly believe that in doing this, there's there's no greater work that you can do to build rapport, to build, to mend relationships, to establish healthy relationships, than to walk in honor. But it's got to be in the right spirit. You've got to come with a broken and contrite heart, willing to lay yourself down and serve because of the precepts that God is teaching. It's not a, I don't want this, if it's just going to be because Noah said that you should go out and do it, or I I could say because Pastor Noah said that I should go out and do it, it's not about what I've asked you to do. It's about what God has commissioned us to do as Christians, and I guarantee you it works. I'm a living example that it works. I I cannot begin to tell you how, how important this is. So I want to pray for us tonight that we get a revelation right now, a true revelation of what it looks like to honor. I'm healed, by the way. When I got up here tonight, I was having a serious, serious bout internally. My daughter threw up on the way here before we left, and I, I was feeling something really bad coming on. And I, up, That's where all the sweating was coming from, but lo- the Lord just took it away. I want to thank Him. Give Him glory for that right now. He took it away because I am whole. But I just want to thank You, Father, right now. I want to pray, Holy Spirit, that You can move in this place. Lord, I know that You put this on my heart because there was someone who needed to hear it. Even if it was just me that needed to hear it, I thank You again, Father. Lord, you are worthy of all honor. You laid down your life for us. You did everything that you needed to do to get us to a place where we can be reunited with you and everlasting. And we thank you for that. You are deserving of honor and worthy. And I think of Elijah of old and how Elisha wanted so badly to take up his mantle. And he honored him. 
I thank you, Father, for the examples that you've given us in your word that show us what it looks like to honor someone. Holy Spirit, I pray that you spawn life through the obedience of this congregation as they go forward and humbly honor those that are in authority in their lives and they have influence over and with. That, Father, as they do that, that, Lord, you will spring forth life in those relationships. You will interject your spirit into those conversations and those moves. I know, Lord, you move through a handkerchief. Lord, you, you move through the faith of a centurion who believed in the precepts. Father, I pray that our faith arise tonight to believe that as we honor one another and as we honor you, that, Lord, you will cause our lives to be lengthened. You will cause our influence to be broadened. I believe that Jabez, as he prayed for influence and to be enlarged, that, Father, an integral part of that was that he honored those that he had influence over. And I know that you can do that. You can use us, Father, as a, as a tool to enlarge the gospel and the span in which it's taught. Father, I thank you for the positions that you've put us in as individuals. And, Father, I pray that those who are under us in our workplaces, in our households, Lord, that they'll develop a spirit of humility that will cause them to want to honor us. But more so, Father, I pray that you give us an innate ability to live what we preach, to don't just be hearers of the word, but doers, Father, that we set an example in our households, that we merit the respect and honor of those around us and those in whom we have authority over. I pray for purity in the lives of the men in this room and wholeness in the lives of the women. Father, I pray that you bring your spirit back into the church. I repent on behalf of so many believers who have taken your word and perverted it. Perverted it to a place where precepts like honor and authority are no longer given any any attention. They've lost their validity in the eyes of man. But I thank you tonight as we go forward into the world, into our worlds, that we're going to influence our spheres for you. I thank you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.